Well, I'm so glad you're here this morning. I just want to give you a, just a handful of thoughts this morning as we greet this wonderful day of Resurrection Sunday. I want to start by reading John chapter 19, verse 38 through 42. This is after Jesus' death. Just shortly after His death, we read these words. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission, so he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and alloys, aloes, uh, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus, bound it in linen cloths with spices, as, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had yet laid, had been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. You know, the darkness of the hour in which many of you arrived reminds us of the darkness of our text. After three and a half years of bright hopes and grand expectation, the chosen disciples and willing followers of Jesus had come to the startling reality that their Messiah had been murdered. Jesus was dead. Now this is often a point of contention between Christians, those who believe in the resurrection and those of other faiths or no faith at all. Or he is, the, the idea is, many say that Jesus was just incapacitated by the brutality of the cross and merely thought to be dead. But physiologically, this is simply an impossibility. When we consider that Jesus began bleeding in the garden of Gethsemane out of the pores of his skin where the sweat became as great drops of blood. Then he was beaten during his trial with the Sanhedrin. He was then whipped repeatedly with a cat of nine tails. Uh, some, something that very few people even survived, let alone uh, uh, went on after. The, the crown of thorns was jabbed into his scalp a place of much blood flow into the brain. He was then beaten in the face again by the derision of the Roman soldiers. He was then taken and nailed to pieces of wood by his hands and feet. He was allowed to hang there from the cross over six hours in the Middle Eastern sun. And then he was stabbed through the side into the area of the heart from which wound blood and water flowed, I think we can positively conclude that physiologically Jesus had certainly lost enough blood to cause cardiac arrest. No, no, Jesus was dead. But what looked to his followers as a senseless and abrupt halt of the restoration of the kingly line of the promised one of God was something different, something more. His death was an atoning death, a death more efficacious than the yearly blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer. 
He surely, his wounds, uh, uh, for surely his wounds, as the prophet Isaiah uh, uh, told about, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Isaiah goes on to say, All we like sheep have gone astray, and everyone has turned to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of of us all. The Apostle Paul takes the theological prophecy given to Isaiah and distills it into the simple truth of the gospel. Christ died for our sins. Jesus died for you. Jesus died for me. And then Jesus was put away, buried, separated from the world of the living. The body of Jesus, as we read in our text, was hurriedly taken and wrapped in its winding claws and quickly put into the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. The burial of Jesus reminds us of our banishment because of our sin. Romans chapter number 6 tells us that the wages of sin is death. Death entails a separation from God. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2 tells us clearly, For God said to His people, The Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor His ear dull that He cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden His face from you so that He does not hear. Do you know that when Jesus was buried in that tomb, he was not alone. I'm not saying that there was some kind of conspiracy going on, that there was a, a secret disciple somewhere in the tomb who would scurry away the body of Jesus from the quietness of that garden tomb. No, no. I was there in that tomb. Romans 6.4 tells us clearly, we are buried therefore with Him by baptism into His death. You see, Jesus' burial was my burial. In Christ's death, my sins were paid in full, and in His burial, my sins were put away forever. Gone are my sins. When that sun peeks over that hillside, it is a reminder that on that Easter Sunday morning, my sins were gone when the sun hit the horizon. Jeremiah 31, 34, For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Isaiah 44, 22, I have blotted out your transgression like a cloud and your sins like a mist. Psalm 103, 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. The empty tomb of Jesus reminds us that our sins have been paid in full and have been put away forever. I don't care what you've done, where you've been, what depravity levels you have sunk to. You can be forgiven today and sin put away forever. No matter how long you've rebelled and said no to Jesus, you can be forgiven and have eternal life. Like the Holocaust survivor Corey Tim Boone said, God buries our sin in the depths of the sea and posts a no fishing sign. Gone are my sins forever gone with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so there the sun lay, three days and three nights, motionless in an airtight tomb. 
But the reason that we have gathered together this morning is not to recall or lament the passing of a philosophical giant or memorialize the martyr of a social revolution. No, this morning, Christians gather together on this first Sunday after Passover, just like they do every Sunday, to celebrate the fact that something happened in that borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea that has never been imitated or ever been duplicated throughout all of entire human history. What took place at the dawn of that first day of the week drew an absolute line of demarcation between every would-be teacher, of every every other leader, every other healer, every other philosopher, every other theologian, and every other revolutionary that has ever lived. Come. Come with me down into the heart of the earth. Feel the damp walls and see the outline of the body of Jesus lying on a carved ledge. There Jesus lie, cold and still, his cheeks pale with death. It seems as though death had won and had the final say. But as the morning sun commences to illuminate that tomb in the unprecedented fashion, death began to lose its grip on the body of the Lord Jesus. Look there. There is a commotion within those death windings. The once battered face of the lovely Lord Jesus begins to become blush with vibrant color. The stiff, lifeless arms at His side start to twitch and move. His eyelids that had been tearfully and lovingly closed by His friends begin to flutter open. See Him as He rises from His stony bed of death, passing through the fragrant windings, leaving an empty shell in its wake. See Him as He takes those nail-scarred hands and pulls the napkin from His brow. Look closely as He places His nail-scarred feet on the frigid cave floor and shifts His weight to stand. See Him as He walks toward the entrance of the tomb and re-enters the land of the living. At Calvary, once again, the earth, as, if, as at Calvary, once again, the, ro the rocks and, and begin to rock and reel. Those burly, hardened soldiers posted to guard that garden tomb fell to the ground as quivering dead men. The Roman seal is broken and the tombstone rolls on down the hill and there's a loud thud when it hits a tree and the groan from the stone says he's alive the tree hit by the stone begins to sway its branches and begins to wave to the cloudless sky he's alive he's alive the startled bird that had made its perch on those tree branches suddenly comes to life and begins to fly through the song sky and warble a new song he's alive he's alive and with that song the world will never 
never be the same. His declaration to you and I is this. I am he that was liveth and was dead and behold I'm alive forevermore. No man has ever defeated death in such a fashion. The graves of Muhammad and Buddha of Krishna and Confucius all greedily clutch the dusty bones of their captives. But the empty grave of Jesus lies as a casualty of failure in its design and purpose for it could not contain the glorious body of the resurrected Christ. Jesus arose from the grave. As one of my favorite preachers, S.M. Lockridge, used to preach, the Pharisees couldn't hold, stand him. Uh, the, they found that they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. For us this morning, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the indispensable core of the message of Jesus. There would be no good news to tell had the body of Jesus remained in a garden tomb. He would be numbered among the greatest of men, no doubt, but not the God-man. But His resurrection brings hope and eternal life to all who believe. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 17, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Without a resurrection... Christianity falls to the ground like a house of cards. Everything that consists of the Christian faith is tied to the resurrection of Jesus Christ and without which we have no faith. We have no hope of eternal life. But through the resurrection of Jesus, there is life everlasting to be had upon all those who repent and believe the gospel. Romans 5, 8 through 10 but God shows His love to us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by His blood, much more shall we be saved by His life from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more now shall we, are, uh, that we are reconciled, shall be saved by His life. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the sin of believing, Christ, uh, sin of believing saints is forever reconciled, made right before God. I stand today redeemed and eternally redeemed because Jesus remains alive unto this day. Because He lives, there is hope for eternity. If you have happened on to join us this morning and have never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I point you to an empty tomb uh, with irrefutable evidence that that man, Jesus of Nazareth, rose from the grave. And I beg you to believe, to change your mind about Him and to put your faith and trust in Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. As the sun warms my back this morning, I am reminded that you rose from the dead and you rose for, to give eternal life. I thank you for the day I put my trust in Jesus and you, the light of the gospel, invaded my heart and life. Thank you for that. 
Father, as we have gathered together to remember that resurrection, I pray that our love and devotion for you would grow. I pray for the lost that may be sitting among us. They've never put their faith and trust in Jesus. May they repent and believe the gospel. But God, thank you for the Lord Jesus. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Let's all stand. One more song. One more song. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Just two verses. Sing with all your hearts. I'm going to say a quick prayer of blessing, and then we can go inside, fall out, and then eat, all right? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. Thank you for Jesus. What a joyous occasion. Father, I pray that you would bless this food. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you for the hands that served and ministered and prepared it for us. Father, I pray that you'd bless it to our bodies and use us for your honor and glory. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. You're dismissed. Go inside and eat. My feet are freezing. I bet. <laughs>